0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, this is Teddy DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And if you want to get your
1: money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to knockouts and three counts. And remember, everybody's got a price. The Million Dollar Man. <laughs> <laughs> This is Don West here and I'm telling you, Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, baby! Make sure that's the one you check out because, buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby!
0: This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just let me know, you need to listen to Knockouts and Three Counts or you'll see that damn snake again.
1: This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T-Boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts.
0: What up, everybody?
1: This is Kyle, and you are back watching Knockouts and Three Counts. And Corey's back joining us again, as usual. And we've got the return of a guy who, if you've been following us for a little while, has been on the show a while. But it, it's been quite a minute. Last time we had him on was at uh, BCWA. I forgot the event. But we have the return of No Flinch, Nolan Edwards. How you doing, brother man?
0: It's good. I'm trying to... Now you mentioned what show it was on. I don't even remember at all because that was... A while ago. That was a long time. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That's before a lot of the stuff that I've been busy with even came up. I know,
1: man. And that's the thing. Like when So... Well, first of all, throw out your social media, let everybody know where they can find you, all that good stuff.
0: um, Everything's kind of the same. Twitter and Instagram is at underscore Nolan Edward. Um, Other than that, I just highly advise people to get IWTV accounts so they can catch up on stuff. Because constantly wrestling on stuff that's uploaded to that, but can't really share it because you got to have the subscription. So I always plug social media on that.
1: So let's talk about that first of all. Obviously, like I said, the first time we interviewed you, it was at BCWA quite a while ago and before you kind of got into all the stuff that you're doing right now. So first of all, I want to go back a little bit before we get to that. Um, You know, as I mentioned, BCWA was first. So tell me what's changed. What was it that made you decide, you know what, I'm ready to spread my wings a little bit. I need to get out of state to kind of build my name. You know, what was it that made you make that move? Because like you just said, you know, a lot of the times when you're wrestling now, it's been on IWTV, so you can't just share it out. You know, you've been out of state a lot. So what made what prompted the move?
0: I guess. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'd say quickly into wrestling, I realized that wrestling in places like uh, like Ontario or anywhere around Ontario and then Michigan specifically. Um wrestling the same people every weekend wasn't quite fulfilling enough it's a it's i don't know it's uh it's one of those situations where it's if you really want to take this as serious as you can try to get out as much as you can and so what prompted the move would be um i actually got a job with impact at the time that moved me down south so that helped because now i'm completely in a new area, um, which led to me predominantly wrestling right now in the lower mid Midwest and South. So like I'd say I wrestled more in Georgia and Indiana and Tennessee than anything sparingly in Alabama and sometimes in Florida. Um, but what prompted the move was just trying to get the name out there. And then obviously finding work down there.
2: Well, uh, beyond beyond just, uh, you know, getting busy and, you know, like you said, finding work, once you make that first real move, you kind of get, you know, used to being able to kind of jump around and go show to show and, you know, follow (laughs) the train if, you know,
0: as is. Right. Yeah. So when I like trying to travel in general in the first place before the move was, I don't know, it's just something that Happened every once in a while when I did move. It was like I had no choice but to try and wrestle in three, sometimes four different states in one weekend. And it's just like the busy schedule kind of just became normal. Yeah, whether and I wanted it to, so I am not upset about it by any means. Well,
2: you 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 get a lot less attached to where you're actually at because it's already a new city anyway. So it's not like you're tied to doing something this weekend because you don't necessarily know anybody where you're at anyway. So ship ship me wherever you want. Cause I want to stay busy on the shows, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. It was at first, it was definitely, I didn't know anybody uh, that I wrestled with and this is middle of the year, like middle of the year, 2019. Um, yes. Yeah, so just over a year ago, I was every weekend I was wrestling in a state. I'd either never been to or with people I've never met. So it was wild.
1: <laughs> I was going to outs over you got- there in the comments, Nolan. <laughs> Who? Uh, you've got Michael e Brown Nolan F and Edwards the future of the biz and Dylan O'Neill says the sexiest man alive I guess
0: <laughs> Dylan or my, Michael is a michael is a guy that helped train me in kind of towards the departure I had in Flint and I got I hope he's still listening um that's the best part about doing local podcasts and everything right haven't talked to anybody in a while get caught up but uh I he um he's a trainer over in Flint and uh i i honestly owe a lot of how i approach wrestling and how i approach character work and anytime i need to take myself serious and try to reevaluate what i'm doing i owe it all to how he made me view wrestling it was uh that man's definitely seen me cry he's definitely seen me be excited so to see like he's commenting i'm glad he's i'm glad he's listening
1: so you already you already alluded to it. Uh, one of the big things people wanted to know about uh, in tonight's show was your time at Impact. So first of all, before we get to your departure from Impact, um, tell me a little bit about how that came about and what exactly you were doing with Impact.
0: So uh, how it came about was, I don't, well, it's kind of weird because I've told a lot of people about it, but I don't really talk about it on podcast. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like an old story to me. But um, I guess it is kind of new to a lot of people. So when I joined Impact, it was because, I, to be completely honest, I was living out of my car training at the Can-Am Wrestling Dojo in, in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I had a production background because I went to a trade school for film and I ended up working for MTV before wrestling. I didn't know uh, that. See, not a lot of people know that. It's like I always describe it as – I, I don't, but I could have a wife and five kids and nobody would know because wrestling is wrestling. And I always get the wrestling aspect of my story across over anything else. But not a lot of people knew I had a production background and then I worked for reality TV shows. So what they shows knew, did you work with and they I worked on Catfish in real world. No shit. Yeah. So
1: how Okay. No, so no, you got to no, tell me no, how no. legit is Catfish?
0: Oh, it's very legit. The only whenever anybody asked me, because that's a frequently asked question, the only time anything was staged, so to say, was um, there was this one time I remember we filmed an episode where we found somebody that knew the catfisher and this interview segments that come where they're trying to figure out more about who's catfishing their the host or whoever's on the show. Uh, She didn't want to be on camera. So we had her write down what she would say, what her responses would be to uh, to Neve and Max, the host. And then we just had an actress play her. So even what was not real was real. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, it was, it was, I just
1: always it, wondered, man, because you never know. Like, you just see what you see on TV. And I'm like, come on,
0: dude. No, <laughs> the wild stuff you see on TV, it's that wild. Trust me. I've been there filming it. 15 feet away and I just fear for life sometimes I swear
1: well tell me a little bit about that though how do you feel that your background in film you know how has that helped you in wrestling
0: it's helped me um and then it's also not helped me at the same time so it kind of goes back to where I was like explaining how I got the job at impact in the first place it got me a production job at impact in the office in Nashville um, cause they knew of my situation and they knew they've seen my work and stuff, but I've always had an edge up on storytelling. Cause when I went through trade school, I was a, I was a screenwriting major. Um, and I guess trying to tell a story in any way and like an artistic way is what I wanted to do. Um, which definitely helps out with wrestling. So any kind of like production or like promo or video or vignette package i was doing them for myself for anybody and everybody i was doing them for impact at times i've done some stuff for evolve i've done stuff for gcw i I can't say i've done stuff but i've done a video for gcw um it's helped me at times where i couldn't have i didn't have money and i had four shows on the weekends i could just put out saying hey i'm editing a video or like I'm editing videos this week. Anybody need anything? Come through me. And people like my work, and I've known for it to where people are interested and they want something done by myself. Um, so having a production background and in that background, getting into the wrestling industry, I don't want to say I had to step up with it, but um, I was able to realize what everybody else was doing and what I could do to be different very quickly.
1: It gave you something to stand out. So
0: in a way, in a way. Yeah. Because it's an extra extra tool on the belt. Yeah. A lot of people are doing a lot of cool stuff with independent wrestling. So it's kind of like, even if you think you're being original, you have to triple check yourself.
1: That's, I mean, that's, that's a damn good point and a motto to live by. So we mentioned, you know, you were training uh, at Can-Am and that you were living out of your car when you got to impact. So again, you can briefly go over your role, but what was it that made you leave there? Cause I mean, as we've seen, I mean, impact has been blowing up. I mean, they've been doing their thing with slam and obviously getting people like Carl Anderson and, you know, gallows and all that coming over there. I mean, they're getting good names. So first of all, what were your thoughts on your time and
0: why, and like, what made you leave? So as far as my thoughts on my time there goes, uh, I have to thank them for putting me in an area where I could thrive because I mean, I, could I have gotten down there eventually? Yeah. But um, I think going down to Nashville, the time I did, I was able to meet guys that run companies like Sub Southern Underground Pro and New South and, and Action Wrestling in Georgia and Paradigm and in Southern Indiana and all these places that put me in the spot where I needed to be. But at the same time, I was also, here I am putting out stuff for myself production wise and everybody likes it. But now here I am. I got to, I got to edit four video packages for bound for glory to open the show. Um, it was, it was, it was insane. And it was, uh, it was definitely a test to what I could do. Um, I was always happy with my work. I was always proud of it, but I think me being in an area where, Oh my gosh, wrestling is taken so seriously and what got me to go to can am in the first place was for wrestling but then getting a production job and not like wrestling for them and getting a production job instead of that um so here i am like i'm not living in my car anymore i'm in a new area like i have the tennessee flag behind me um i'm in a new area that i'm falling in love with i've got a bunch of people and wrestlers surrounding me that take it seriously I'm thriving as as more than I ever have as an independent wrestler but I gotta go edit other wrestlers promos Monday through Friday um and then sometimes you have to go to a taping or go to a twitch stream or an impact plus stream when uh this company is running that weekend and you had a spot but you can't go anymore um I kind of my departure kind of came up where I was like I filmed for evolve before um I know I've ran into you at evolve shows in livonia all the time whether i was working the merch table with cyrus or whether i was just filming ringside um
1: i mean full disclosure our buddy chris bonjour who if you look up in the right hand corner there when you're watching this on youtube you can see we just went through and went back through uh evolve 85 you know the first time when they came back here to detroit chris bonjour is actually the one that hit me up and said hey you know nolan's really doing his thing out here and said hey you know you guys should bring him back on the show so full disclosure, the same guy that got me there. And the reason you see me there is the reason why we're doing this interview. So,
0: right. Yeah. We've both been helped out by Chris immensely. Um, I, I can't thank that guy enough for everything he's been doing for me and getting my name out there and giving me connections. I would have never thought of Um, because I just look at, and this kind of ties in exactly. uh, I just look at myself as, the guy that wrestled and puts out videos and I'm like, okay, I like them. And then I don't think anybody else is going to like them. And then all of a sudden you got guys like Chris messaging certain companies for me where I'm like, how is this possible? Like how am I included in this message right now? But it is, um, Chris was pretty huge on my departure after impact. Uh, what led to me doing it was I told myself I wanted to become a serious professional wrestler. Like here I am in this area. I think I can do this full time like i think i can be a, i mean I, I did this the first show i wrestled on i came back from or in 2020 i came back uh from a weekend in windsor i flew back into nashville and i rode with a group of guys to this promotion called new south in in alabama and um i told them what i was thinking and they said well, to be completely honest, I think you already have your decision made. Which I was kind of asking them what they thought, but they all of them just said, "I think you already made up your mind." And I told myself, I had a, I had a singles advertised singles match. My first advertised singles match in the South was at Southern Underground Pro, uh, January fifth, um, against Lee Moriarty. And I I remember telling myself, okay, if you leave Impact. You're going to be homeless again. You're, you're in a new state now. You're going to go right back to living out of your car. You're 20. I was 21 at the time. You're 21 years old. I'm 22 now. So is this seriously something you Young want bust. to go back to do? Yeah. Is I was like, is this seriously something you want to go back to doing? And I remember I showed up to the venue and I, I think I went to the bathroom and I like looked in the mirror and I told myself, um, if you wrestle, if you do well tonight, because I didn't know if I was going to go back to Southern Underground Pro at all. Um, like, if I mess this up, won't get booked. If I do it well, maybe I don't get booked, maybe not. But it's definitely something I wanted. But I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, if you do a good job wrestling today, you quit Impact Monday. And that show was a Sunday, so you quit Impact tomorrow. And then um, I remember telling myself, if you don't do this well, like if you if if I mess up in this match or this match is not good, then I'm twenty two I'm I'll be twenty one years old holding a camera, filming other people's stuff. But if I do well, I'll hold the camera further down the road. Right now is the time for me to be the wrestler I want to be instead of taking a back seat every now or then.
1: Hey man, I gotta respect it. Cause like Corey, I mean, I've uh so full disclosure, Nolan, like I said, Corey is uh, new to the show, but he's more MMA oriented. So he's not so much the pro wrestling ilk. So a lot of times when we're bringing you guys on, I kind of have to, you know, kind of catch him up and kind of yeah. let him know what's up with it. But like, I, like I've like i told you before, dude, Impact, like I, like I said, and if you check in uh, our past videos on our YouTube channel, you know, we talked all about the WWE releases, bro. They're bringing in you know, big names over there. So for him to leave there, you're essentially leaving, I would say, what, the number three company pretty much?
0: I don't think – they're definitely striving. and I Well, either way, they're one of the up-and-coming
1: ones nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a big move to leave, especially as a 21-year-old kid. Yeah, I'm aware of it. It, I
2: got to – not to jump back um, on you, but I just find it real interesting that it – you know, like we – we were initially alluding to it and this was all organically but we were initially you know alluding to how it's a plus side that you were you know producing all your own content and stuff and then you sign on to be a wrestler and then you end up just becoming a producer out of it I, it's kind of funny how the it's like a double edged sword yeah it, it was supposed to be a positive but then it kind of ended up working against you and what you really wanted to do with the you know with the deal
0: Right, that's the best way to put it. That's kind of how I looked at it, but it took me a little bit of time to realize what I did to myself in a way. Um, But if it was, they ever bring up you wrestling for them? No, not it wasn't. um, It wasn't something that I even brought up. I was always just like, "This is what they look at me as," and then uh, I was. It was more so. I realized I needed to leave when I left, when, um, I was asked to maybe not wrestle on the weekends, (laughs) like when they were like, well, you could be a producer, like instead of trying to do this wrestling thing, I actually have it written on my entrance jacket. It's in air quotes and it says, uh, I won't say who said it, but, um, somebody said, I can't believe you're still trying to do this wrestling thing when, here I am producing for or not like producing means like I was editing videos and like I was there in the editing room on final cuts because producing has so many different, well, we're, uh, what's your name on credits though?
2: Was you on the scroll at the end? Cause if, if you had producer credits to that point, you, you at least had, you know, a foothold in.
0: We didn't have, when we got on access TV, there was no, there wasn't any like a credit roll or anything, but I was on the Wikipedia list. I was on the Wikipedia crew. So I okay. mean, I had that. Um, Got his
1: Wikipedia fame. Oh, my shit.
0: Wikipedia fame. There's no PWI 500 Nolan mentioned, but there is Wikipedia mentioned.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about something that has been getting mentioned a lot. Um, As I mentioned, you know, Chris was the one that hit me up, Uh, you know, kind of put me on and kind of like let me know what you were doing out there. Because like you said, I mean, you haven't been in Michigan wrestling as much. So I didn't really know what you were doing outside of uh, what I've seen on social media because I had talked to him. Uh, from what I've seen as well, because as you mentioned, you know, you and I got to kick it a lot at Evolve and places like that, which I don't know if you and I remember. I think I remember the last time I remember seeing you at Evolve was right after we ended up in
0: Bleacher Report because of Darby I Allen. I would no, maybe maybe that's when I worked a merch table, because the last time I remember getting in trouble for this, the last time I filmed for Evolve. Was the last Livonia show they did because I was, <laughs> I was employed by Impact, and but you were we shooting had, for Evolve. Who's the associate WWE? In, we had an Impact taping in Dayton, Ohio, and then Detroit on a Saturday and Sunday, but Evolve was in town Friday, and I paid to do the Evolve tryout, and then um, a guy, a gentleman named J Rock got it on the show out of all the tryouts, and then they needed somebody to film ringside and they I've done it for them before. So we're like, Hey, Nolan, do you mind doing this? And I was like, no, not at all. And so I remember showing up the next day and then being, and then being a sternly talked to about how I was working for that company and then filming for evolve, which is tied in with a completely other company. (laughs) Crossing all the big
1: lines, but like I said, you were talking about things that people can find. Okay. The first big thing that I would say really that I saw that really was like, damn, all right, this dude's really, you know, getting himself out there was your appearance at the IWTV pay-per-view for heavy hitters. So tell me a little bit about that match. Um, And like you just said, man, like, and that's one of the things I know you wanted to talk about. Corey was uh, his upcoming schedule. So uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, these shows that you're getting to work on IWTV. What's your experience been like with it? And uh, just give us uh, your overall thoughts on it.
0: So Corey will like this. Um, this, There's this promotion. I mentioned it earlier when I mentioned some of the promotions I wouldn't have been able to get to if I didn't move. Uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling is ran by some of the it's ran by a lot. It's a hodgepodge group of promoters, and I am lucky enough to try my hat in it and promote the pre-shows for the show. Um, So it's not just a good show, but what you don't see is also good. That When you're walking in and there's some guys wrestling, they earned it, and I made sure that they got those spots. But uh, Corey will like it. So we recently – I can't say we, but they recently – started doing like heavy hitter tournaments and UWFI tournaments and shoot style wrestling. Um Like we had, we had, uh we have Stefan Bonner on shows. We have Tom Lawler, even though he's more kind of a wrestler now with MLW and everything, but uh we have an upcoming. Tom show. Waller is still
1: Tom Waller dude. I got to see Tom him Waller throw down at Tom MLW Halling
0: in New York and got to chat with him
1: about coming on the show. So Tom, if you check this shit out, brother the door is always open
0: he was well, he, he um we're bringing we have we have dan Severn coming in later we have a we have a we have a important match coming up where it's tom Lawler versus stefan bonner and there was a joke about it being an eye for an eye match whether that happens or not i'm not sure but i'm going to be there to watch it either way but um at heavy hitters it was the first live streamed IWTV show. Cause if you're not familiar with IWTV, you can upload stuff or you can have a live stream spot, kind of like a similar to a pay per view. Um, it was Paradigm's first live stream, so to say. And, uh, it definitely was where I got the most eyes put on me at during quarantine. Um, I started getting eyes on myself cause Sup does live streams when I wrestle guys like Lee Moriarty and big beef at Sup, And then, uh, but paradigm paradigm had their first live stream where I wrestled Kevin Koo, who also recently just got signed to MLW. Um, it was, it was kind of like a showing out party. Um, and in the main event, since I beat Kevin Koo, I was able to wrestle for a little bit, Tom Lawler before I ended up getting kicks in the temple enough to where I just got knocked out. But <laughs> Um Heavy Hitters was a huge tournament, so I'm excited that Paradigm is gonna still have live stream spots on IWTV coming up because there's the next show that we have coming up is the third anniversary on September twenty fifth, where I get to my birthday. Is it really? Hell yeah. So you gotta fucking win. I'm wrestling Dominic Greeny. I well I'm wrestling Dominic Greeny. I'm having a shoot match with Dominic because it's a UWFI rules match. Um and I don't, I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just going to be carnage, but um, that'll be my second encounter with Dominic Greeny at the paradigm third anniversary.
1: So what are your thoughts on that though? Because for those who don't know, I tried to fill Corey in a little bit, but again, I like to do my research on these things. Cause I try not to be a dummy when I get on here, but right. I've been watching Dominic Greeney for a while in MLW. I'm also aware that he has a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. So do I, but, uh, I've been watching him for a long time. They've had him teamed up with uh, Tom Lawler and them as well as part of team filthy and things like that. But one thing I didn't know until I did my research, which is very interesting that he was trained by Johnny Gargano
0: and Candace and LeRae. Candice LeRae.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yep. a wild mix. You got a guy who's fighting straight up, but then he's got one of the biggest baby faces, even though you can say he's a heel right now. Johnny Gargano will always be a baby face. But right. I digress. But, yeah, man, I mean, that's quite the match for you. And like you said, it's UWFI rules. So what are your thoughts on that? And uh, obviously you've already gotten to tangle it up with Dom. So what are your thoughts on it
0: in the UWFI rules? <sighs> to be completely honest, I think the first time me and Dom wrestled, it, it, obviously there's pins in normal matches. There's not in UWFI rules, but I wouldn't separate the two much because whenever you wrestle Dom, it's very much so you can walk in as confident as you want, but it's his match. <laughs> like it's, he's going to, he's going to, you can't, it's hard to get him to stray away from how he was trained. Cause that's his life, you know, Brazilian jitsu and pro wrestling and combining the two. So if anything going into it, I really just have to think about what didn't go right for me. The first time we wrestled and try to change that. So how do you win this match then? Knocking them out. I feel like that's my only option. (laughs) All
1: right. You heard it here first. If you're going to be checking out Paradigm Pro Wrestling, we need to see Nolan Edwards get a knockout. But that leads me into another question that I got for you. So you're talking about knocking people out. I also see that you've got a new nickname to you. No flinch Nolan Edwards. Yeah. So tell me where the hell that comes from. And you're going to need not to flinch if you're going to be going against a guy like Dom Greeny.
0: So tell me a little bit about that. So uh, the No Flinch nickname uh, came to be by everybody else. Um, I wrestled at this show called Action Wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia, and, um, which I'm just coming off a weekend back down in Georgia again this past weekend where I had. What is being called the most violent match in action wrestling history. Um me myself against Angelus Lane in a just normal match. Um but I got the no-flinch nickname from a guy named Sobro Mose, who has his own podcast down there in Nashville, and he's huge in the independent wrestling scene down in the South. Um I went on his podcast and he mentioned, he said. When you got hit in the back uh, at action this past weekend, you didn't flinch. So we got to call you No Flinch Nolan. And I wrestled that, I wrestled that paradigm the next weekend, and it was a uh, Jay Rose who you've probably seen at GCW and Black Little Pro and all these places doing his thing. He 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 does ring announcing for Paradigm. He's one of the, he's one of the guys with his name in the hat there. He uh, he called me No Flinch Nolan Edward without me telling him to, and then. Uh, so it caught on and then I wrestled at sup, uh, the weekend after that and righteous Jesse, the ring announcer there on the top of his lungs, screaming, no flinch, Nolan Edward. And at, at that point I just kind of had to go with it. I was like, okay, this is just one of those things you can't change. Uh, which has, you since like the turned- name at least. Ooh, it's, it's a given. It's a given. If you, when you, when you watch my wrestling, you have no choice, but to think, okay, wow. Yeah. He's not flinching. <laughs> so uh, I'm notorious for taking the forehead chop and asking for more. Um, that's whenever anybody, whenever anybody says, whenever anybody that has never seen me wrestle sees me wrestle for the first time, I always get told that I am associated with me taking forehead chops. <laughs> well, uh, interesting, you, but never- it, it fits the no flinch gimmick. I mean, it's not a gimmick; it's real life. So.
2: Uh, two parts actually i mean from what i did my digging i'm um, you know preparing for the interview myself it seemed like you were the one giving a lot of the chops man it looks like you were out there uh
0: slapping up some fools that's that's just that's just how it re- I, the best way to, the the best way for me to put this is I chose a business where every time they tell you how to approach it, they tell you that this is a work, but I'm not here to work. I'm here to shoot.
1: I I I like it, dude. Hey man, nut up or shut up. But exactly. you've alluded to them twice now. You've alluded to Action Pro. What the
0: fuck is it that you've got going on with Action Pro? So coming off the cusp of they had a doubleheader this past weekend. I'm on both shows. And uh, I know we've mentioned IWTV before. Now is a good time for me to plug what's going on with action. The two shows that I was on are dropping this Sunday and next Sunday, um, where you can watch the most violent match in action pro wrestling history, um, which gave me the opportunity to announce what I can finally announce because I've been waiting to is uh october 2nd at i want to remember I, I believe it's also a double header but one of the shows october 2nd uh i finally get to face off of a man that i have literally filmed ringside for that you've watched at evolve shows you well, finally we've got get history see, with jd drake i'll get to that yeah you finally get to see jd drake versus nolan edward in an action wrestling ring for the first time uh, I'm glad it finally gets to happen. He's definitely, he's definitely helped me and get my name out there because he's just a, he's just a good guy. He recognizes people that work hard. But now instead of filming ringside, I get to be in the ring with JD Drake. So, all right, that's a
1: barn burner of a match. All right, Corey. When we get out of here, I'm going to have to have you go check out uh, J.D. Drake because for the way that man looks, he shouldn't be able to do the things that he does athletically. Uh, I'm a big fan of J.D. Drake. I've made no bones about that. But, like I said, we've got history with Mr. You two got
0: history. You two have history. We
1: have some history, okay? So, for those of you (laughs) who are new to the show, like we said, the reason why me and Chris Bonjour know each other is because he's the one that was bringing us interviews like that one you can check out there in the top right corner when we interviewed now WWE superstar Austin Theory ahead of his match with JD Drake when they faced off at the Evolve 10th anniversary special, which you can watch on the WWE Network. But we're not here to talk about WWE. We're here to talk about the fact that I called out JD Drake. He accepted my challenge, but then he got hurt doing what we were going to do in the challenge he was bowling and hurt himself while he was bowling. So I know bowling alleys may not be open here in Michigan, but Hey, I ain't scared. So JD Drake, if you hear this, (laughs) I still got to go with Nolan, uh, Nolan to win this match here since you still haven't come on the show yet, but Hey, that door is wide open, sir. And anytime you want to come on to chat about it, we'd love to have you. But in the meantime, like I said, Challenge still stands, kind sir, blue collar hero, all that good shit. Let's see if you can beat me and maybe we'll have to have some good food
0: on the line. But I digress. You gotta you gotta have a bowl, you gotta bowl with JD before that man gets signed. Cause I just the fact that I get to wrestle him, I'm like, ooh, don't you dare get signed before then because I know it's coming soon.
1: Oh dude, that guy if that guy isn't signed by the end of twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one, it's a fucking crime. Quite frankly, I'm surprised he didn't show up on NWA before it went down the hole, because I just I don't know why, I feel like he fits perfect there, but I don't know, man, like I said, this guy, for anybody who hasn't watched it, um, great guy to watch in the ring, and it's a definite step up for you for you to be facing him. So we talked about JD Drake. Let's talk about what you're doing at Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling. You've got Quite the interesting match on that one, which, again, is going to be live on IWTV and IWTV, if you're checking this out. Hey. But uh, anyways, you're going to be facing Effie. So (laughs) you've got quite the array of, like, different opponents that you're going to be facing here. You've got Legit Badass and Dom Guarini. You've got the Blue Collar Hero and J.D. Drake. And now you just go to the complete opposite side of the spectrum, and now you're going to be facing Effie. So first of all, Corey is unfamiliar with him, and I feel like a lot of you know not so heavy fans may know about him as much. So can you give us a little bit of a background on your opponent, at least of what you've seen of him, and what are your thoughts on the match and uh, what's going to happen at Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling?
0: If I had to give Corey – If I had to give you a background on Effie. um, If you've never had a daddy before, you'll find yourself calling a grown man daddy. Um, Effie is by far the leader of all things pure and independent wrestling, um, depending on how you look at it. Uh, He is... In my opinion, having talked to the guy, probably the most entertaining professional wrestler out there right now uh, in the locker room and in the ring. And so the fact that I get to wrestle him at Chainsaw this Saturday, um, I got to stick to myself. This man, there, there's a promo up on Mr. Chainsaw right now where this is at the action show after I wrestled Angelus and Kevin Ryan on the doubleheader where I'm hanging out with TV's Nasty Leroy. Um, and Effie comes up, and he's Effie's convinced that he can make me flinch. On social media, everything yesterday on Effie's Twitch stream, this man is talking about trying to make me flinch. He saw me wrestle Kevin Koo, and I think when he realized that I beat Kevin Koo, he was a little terrified. Um, so if anything you can expect out of this match is Effie's going to try and make me flinch but I think I can terrify Effie at his own game.
1: Well, We're going to have to tune in, and you'll have to tune in to IWTV to check this out. It's going down in Kalaska, Michigan for Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling. Hey, there's multiple of our past guests on there, like the DTA boys. that are going to be doing their thing down there. They're uh, past guests of the show from BCWA, along with Aaron O'Ryan, who you can check out his interviews in the corner as well as we talk about Wyatt Strong, his son's battle with cancer and all that good stuff, but like I said, this show is going to be stocked with past guest show from knockouts and three counts, so like I said, man, you don't want to miss this. All right, so we've talked about all these things that you've got going on in the busy schedule that you're going to be keeping. Now that you've gotten to work a couple shows since we're in this pandemic era of wrestling or whatever the hell it is that you want to call it, First of all, what are your thoughts on the shows that you've gotten to work so far? And what do you think independent wrestling could look
0: like as we come out of this? I think um, I've definitely wrestled on my fair share of shows that have done everything correct. And I've definitely wrestled on shows that were lenient. And I won't be going back to those shows. Um, I think right now is an awkward and stressful time for independent wrestling and just wrestling as a whole, because you've got independent shows based off their schedule and, and, booking, trying to run shows as professional as like WWE or AEW or impact or all those other companies are, they're trying to do it by the same standard with all the protocols and procedures. And, um, I've felt the most comfortable in locker rooms that I ever have like at action paradigm everywhere I've everywhere I've been Um, as far as, as far as what I think independent wrestling can look like after this, I think that I think it's time as much as there will always be independent name stays. I think now is the time where you are being force fed the next generation of independent wrestlers with companies like paradigm going live and getting lots more eyes on them with companies like AIW GCW ICW New York still streaming. You're really getting to see like, okay, here's who's been striving and working hard. Now's their chance. It's like they're available and now this promotion is having more eyes on them because people are kind of forced to watch from home with limited crowds. So now everybody that's maybe not been seen as much as they'd like have, have been being seen. So like guys like me getting able to get on busy shows, like for some odd reason, I have a busier schedule now than I did pre quarantine. So that helps me, and I'm not the only one. So I think, I think the next step for independent wrestling, and what you're going to see come out of this, is just a whole new generation of the future of independent wrestling.
2: I, th- I think we're seeing that a lot. I, like Kyle was referring to earlier, I kind of covered more of the MMA side of the spectrum of the Right, the show. Yeah. But that being said, you're, st- you're seeing that with a lot of the up and comers and the guys that are, you know not only presented the opportunity, but are at rapidly pushing even during the pandemic to try to get fights and line things up and stay busy. You're seeing them get that opportunity. I mean, a lot of people are calling and trying to now that things are opening back up and kind of getting rolling again, the phones are ringing, you
0: know? I know I can't say I'm a huge follower of UFC, but I do know that, with what UFC is doing, there's a lot of new fighters getting chances from what I've heard.
1: Yeah, Well, that's, that's that's a, that's that's a good thing to bring up. I mean, you know, for those of you who tune into the show for the wrestling and make sure you check it out because LFA, the same as IWTV is doing, you know, on the independent wrestling scene, you know, LFA is one of the feeders for the UFC. So all during pandemic, they've been running fights on UFC fight pass. We've had somebody pretty much off of every card that they've ran, including our interview with Darius solo beast Estelle who's going to war this Friday. like I said, we just dropped that interview yesterday. but you know you're seeing a lot of that with fights, but not only with fights but with wrestling and it's crazy um, with you wrestling other places, you're a good person to ask about this you know one thing that the pandemic has also created like you said, along with opportunity for other guys, a lot of guys from Michigan have finally been getting a little bit of light here, you know, at least on the MMA end, we've had a lot of guys that have been going with UFC, you know, Mr. Chainsaw, if I'm not uh, mistaken, isn't that in Kalaska, Michigan? Kalkaska. Yeah. Like three and a half hours up north. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, maybe not in like the Detroit Metro area, but I'm just saying more guys from Michigan, you're starting to see on bigger shows. You know, so it's really been, you know, Michigan has had, uh, it's hands out both in the wrestling and, and on the MMA end. So, you know, we were talking about Twitch streams. We were talking about video games. What kind of video games does no flinch Nolan Edwards mess with?
0: Oh man. So I only mess with my Nintendo switch. Oh, All right. Man. Believe it or not. Yeah. So, um, tr- true, interesting story, uh, when I first started wrestling, uh, the first set of gear I had, I got it paid for because I sold my PlayStation.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I sold my PlayStation for my first set of gear. It was a $50 pair of kick pads and like a $60 pair of biker shorts. And it was off of this place called eLucha. Everybody knows what eLucha is um, in the wrestling industry. <laughs> but. I sold, I sold my only escape to video games over two years ago, and I bought my Switch a month ago. I, uh, I had a show in Florida that I was getting flown out to, and I was, I don't know what it was. I'm a huge Zelda fan. Um, I played Zelda growing up my entire life, uh, and not having a Switch felt like I was missing out. So I bought the Switch specifically for long car rides and plane rides to and from shows to play, but the Switch is the first game console I've owned in over 2 years. So the amount I have been playing it is insane.
1: He's having video game withdrawals, bro. <laughs> it was
0: it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but it's good because Like I said, I'm playing Breath of the Wild, so that's a long game to play.
1: All right, man. So before we let you get out of here, I'm going to give you – the floor is yours. If you've got any last words for anybody who's new to Nolan Edward or more specifically for any of your opponents, whether that's J.D. Drake, whether that's Effie, whether that's Dom Guarini, the floor is yours.
0: Let them know what they can expect, sir. So – this Saturday, Mister Chainsaw Pro Wrestling. Catch the replay on IWTV. Nolan Everett versus Effie for the first time anywhere. Um, Paradigm Pro Wrestling on IWTV live, September twenty fifth, the third anniversary. Nolan Everett versus Dominic Greeny for the second time, first time in UWFI rules. Um, the next day, live on IWTV as well, unsanctioned pro. Um, I can't announce what match I'm in yet, but just know that there's going to be some fuckery going on at a pump at a company that's called unsanctioned pro. So <laughs> people that are familiar with Nolan Ebert being a hardcore wrestler, this is, if that's what you like watching me for that's, you're going to like this show um, complex wrestling on the 27th. That's a long weekend. Uh, Sage Phillips. Um, I'm in a futures tournament, the scenic city invitational futures tournament october 2nd the day before my first encounter with jd drake um love, if anybody that knows my wrestling career and what i wanted out of it it was to wrestle in a tournament so being able to be in the heavy hitters tournament uh it didn't end up how i wanted it being being knocked out by tom lawler but now i think i'm a little bit more familiar with tournaments and now i get to go in the futures which is huge in the south it's it's big um And then The Collective. So The Collective is returning. Uh, GCW's Collective, Live on Fight, Uh, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. I have a chance to wrestle AJ Gray at Southern Underground Pro, day one, um, at 4 p.m. And then the last day at 11.30 at night, Sunday, October 11th, I believe, 11.30 at night, Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Like, Like before, I mentioned I can't, Say what match I'm in yet, but if you like death matches, you get to see Nolan Everett in a death match. Can't say against who is happening. Um, as far as the future of it, just pay attention to social media. Like I said earlier, um, I'm always posting stuff, I'm always going to be posting content like I have no choice, it just comes natural. (laughs) Uh, editing a video if I'm not editing a video, I feel weird. So, um, as far as anything else, I'm just, just know that I'm going to have the busiest 30 days of my entire career. And it starts this weekend with Effie.
1: (laughs) Well, Corey, you got anything else before we let our guest out of here?
2: Um, one quick question. You said you've been running, uh, or at least, now you're starting to have you been have you had the chance to get in any of these shows with a limited capacity crowd
0: yeah so action wrestling and paradigm um a lot a lot of the shows running right now are outdoors but action wrestling and paradigm are both indoor places they run indoors only so um all the action shows are in front of a 35 crowd that's capped at 35 fans uh, which is different because you, the first time I wrestled at action, there was close to 300 people there. So um, it's yeah. something that it, is, it took some time to get used to. Uh, Paradigm is also capped at a certain number, running in southern Indiana, following that state's guidelines. Um, but like I said before, I, I've never felt unsafe at any of the shows I've mentioned. So it's, it's weird, but... We get to wrestle, we get to have the shows uploaded and they get streamed or they're live. If anything, it's a more personal wrestling environment feeling for the fans. And we also have more viewers from home. So just the fact that we get to wrestle still, that's the only thing that I'm worried about.
2: And at least with uh at least with a limited capacity, at least you still have some people in attendance that make noise, give the, the oohs and the ahs, you know, kind of give the background. I,
0: I can't say it enough. Um I, September twentieth is a Sunday. Sunday, September twentieth. Action wrestling, uh the Matt Sells Tonight show, premieres on IWTV. Myself versus Angelus Lane, probably my not probably my favorite match I've ever had in the two and a half years I've been wrestling um, with 35 people there. We had, a, I don't know how long it was felt like forever, but I had the most intense match of my entire life. So even though there was 35 people there, it's go time. Every, like if, if you you if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends say that. So it feels weird to say it. But if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. So with 35 people there, you're getting the same Nolan. And I'm, and it's not just me. With, with 35 people there, you're getting the same anybody that's on those shows than if there was any number of fans there.
1: Well, Corey, does that answer it for you?
0: That
2: basically covers it for me. Other than when do you think we might be uh,
1: getting around? I
2: mean, obviously no one knows when the world's getting back to normal, but any idea when we might see a little more turnaround with the uh, crowds?
0: As far as I know, it's all open to states. So every state has those, like, whether it's a commission state or not, um, every state has its own guidelines. I don't know the numbers specifically, but it's also kind of like uh, the promotions and if they're comfortable. Outdoor shows are thriving right now, but you can't run an outdoor show every every weekend out of the year. so Especially not in Michigan. <laughs> especially not in Michigan. Uh, I heard it's snowing in Montana or somewhere already. As somebody that? Has done production before... I- somebody who's done
2: production before even though you were on more of the media and it sounded like uh, there's a lot that goes into setting up the events and if it was to get rained out or something like that i mean that would that'd be a real hit you know so right it, it was it takes a lot to get those matches set up for the risk of something to happen just be just in order to be able to fit a little more people in an outside venue you know
0: yeah, it was. There was a little scare at this past weekend's AIW GCW doubleheader. It started to sprinkle a little bit, but uh, I think they just went to a quick intermission because there was no match going on. They covered the cameras and they kept going, and then it stopped raining, fortunately. But yeah, as far as it goes with more people inside, I believe it's just up to the state and the governor's decisions on capacity limits, and then also if that promotion's comfortable running that way for their fans and wrestlers
1: Anyway, it goes man we've cleared it up that this man is about to be a busy son of a bitch coming up in the next month make sure you're checking him out on iwtv anywhere of these shows are going to be again they'll be listed on all of our social media make sure you follow us at ko 3 Pod on twitter and instagram and hey if you haven't already make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the great interviews not only on the wrestling side but on the mma side So until next time, and then the in-between time, peace.